Welcome to Lexia Talks, an education podcast that empowers educators with actionable thought leadership content. Each week, we deliver the latest education news, insights, teaching tips, policy analysis, and more. Today's topic is avoid these five common e-learning pitfalls. With in-classroom learning at a standstill for many schools throughout the country due to the COVID-19 outbreak, educators, students, and parents have all been adjusting to the new normal, a term that has been used often in coverage of this pandemic. In education, a large part of the new normal has been the transition to e-learning. Moving from the classroom to the cloud is not a one-size-fits-all process. So instructors and administrators should be careful to avoid some of the common pitfalls associated with remote learning. Here are five to keep in mind. Pitfall number one, not involving teachers from the get-go. Ultimately, teachers will be the ones on the front lines of remote learning each day, just as they are when interacting directly with their students in the classroom at school. In order for them to help students and parents through this transition, Teachers should feel as confident and enthusiastic as possible about the process. One way to ensure this is to ask for their buy-in on the e-learning rollout from the beginning. Knowing that teachers are invested in the success of their students and can identify the learning methods that work and those that do not, it makes sense for them to be able to offer feedback and help build the framework early in the process. Teachers that are able to be innovative are even more likely to feel empowered when communicating with parents and students which hopefully contributes to stronger outcomes in this new style of learning. Pitfall number two, not considering those with limited to no access to technology at home. There is so much that changes for students when learning moves from the classroom to their home, and it can be difficult to miss out on enriching experiences that can come up throughout a day at school. Not only that, but for students from lower-income families or those who are homeless, Their ability to access Wi-Fi or a device to work on becomes a barrier to completing their work and taking part in the same type of remote learning experience that their peers are. The Philadelphia School District, for instance, initially prohibited any online learning during their closure, as only about half the district's high school students have a laptop or tablet and home internet service. The district now plans to purchase 50,000 Chromebooks for students to begin online instruction. Districts must be able to make e-learning accessible to families of all incomes. For some, this has meant expanding the school's Wi-Fi into the parking lot or installing routers on buses that serve as mobile hotspots that families can travel to in their vehicles to download or submit coursework. Pitfall number three, using an unresponsive platform. During the process of e-learning implementation, the focus is often heavily on the content, as it should be, But decisions should also be made based on the usability and optimization of the program. While features may look great on a desktop computer or laptop, do they still function fully if a student only has a tablet or other mobile device at home? This is why a responsive design is crucial. With responsive design, the content of your course dynamically changes to properly fit the size of screen used by the learner. A student shouldn't need to struggle with technical difficulties that prevent them from being able to clearly read the content of the course, and a responsive design ensures that the focus remains solely on the learning in front of them. Pitfall number four, leaving out learners with special needs. 
When designing a course, all components should either meet accessibility standards as is, or have an alternative readily available for those who need it. The site eLearning Industry outlines some tips for optimizing the learning experience for those with special needs based on the barriers they face. For students with vision loss, key visual elements must have either alternate text or audio so that important concepts are not lost on those with vision difficulties. Another easy way to accommodate these learners is with simple Zoom features that allow them to make content more readable to the extent that they need, as well as the ability to download images in larger sizes. To be inclusive of students with hearing loss, if making use of videos, there are some straightforward options to make sure that these learners are not left out. This includes providing an accompanying text document or providing closed captioning. You can even upload the video to YouTube and let the site automatically provide the closed captioning for you. For students with cognitive or learning impairments, there are many factors to consider when optimizing their lessons. E-learning industry suggests that the simplest thing that can be done is to remove time restrictions and consequently added pressure and stress. Lastly, pitfall number five, overlooking the work-life balance. It is true that continuous learning is imperative even while the schools are physically closed, but equally important is that we take care to find the proper balance for the students and families at home. Parents working from home could struggle with balancing their work responsibilities with that of their child's educational needs, and those parents that still need to report to work outside of their home are forced to find childcare, where technology knowledge is not guaranteed. It can be an overwhelming task to attempt to balance it all and feel as though we need to plan for each moment of the day. Ultimately, though, despite the fact that teachers want to do our best by the students and keep the learning flowing while not physically there to instruct them, we must not forget the value in simply spending unstructured time with family and building relationships, taking a walk to explore the outdoors in the surrounding neighborhood, or taking a break for some playtime in the yard. So what did we learn today? When it comes to the implementation of new e-learning systems and technologies, it is important to remember that while there are best practices, putting those into action may not be possible in all circumstances. This is a brand new experience for many educators and students. And while there will be a learning curve, there are great opportunities to be found in e-learning. If you're transitioning to e-learning or developing a remote learning contingency plan, remember these five pitfalls to avoid to ensure a smooth transition for all. Thanks for joining us this week on Lexia Talks. Make sure to visit our website, lexialearning.com slash podcasts, where you can access all of our podcast content and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the podcast, that would help us out too. Until next time. <laughs>